Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno Shoemaker, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. Bob Ordega is a CPA now, but before joining the accounting profession, he spent almost 15 years as a Catholic priest. Accounting is not a career he saw himself in when he graduated seminary college, but says that he's come to find being a priest and an accountant require many similar skills. I spoke to Bob about his transition from being a priest to a CPA, what he's learned about people in the process, what the accounting profession has meant to his life, and much more. Here's what he had to say. I had very little interest in accounting growing up. Um, as I went through a grade school and high school, I did good in math classes, but I wasn't really specially concerned about it uh, more than anything else. It was one more, in high school, it was one more course to take, one more thing to do. In college, it was the same way. I, I remember a couple of courses there, one more to take, one to do. I was a history major in college, so it wasn't that, you know, math was a, a big deal to me or anything else. Um, it, it was something I needed to do, and that was probably as far as it went. There was nothing special about it at that time, no. And what was your career path like after college? Okay, after college, um, I had been in the seminary to study to be a Catholic priest. Um, after college, I stayed in, I had been in a seminary college, and I stayed in the seminary for graduate school. You needed a master's degree um, here in the Cleveland area to become a priest in the Cleveland area. Finished my four years of study, um, ordained a priest in 1974. Um, I was a priest 14 years, three different churches here in the Cleveland area. Um, doing kind of the normal things that a, a young priest would do. I had a lot of youth work. I had a lot of young education work. Um, I had sermons to prepare every Sunday, a lot of visiting the sick in hospitals, a lot of meetings, some were very productive, some meetings, the best thing I could say about the meetings is when they were over, that they were over. Um, the normal kinds of things that would be involved in church work. And that's what I kept on doing until 1988. And becoming a priest, was that something that you had kind of always envisioned for yourself? I think more than anything else, I'd have to answer yes to that as I was a kid growing up. My older brother was two years ahead of me in the seminary. Um, he did not complete the seminary studies, uh, but after he left the seminary, I just kept on going and kept on going and kept on going. Um, it was something, I, I don't think it was something that my family, you know, expected. I think they were surprised that I became a priest. Um, I had friends of mine at that time who told me the same thing. They were surprised that I became a priest, but it was something that I, at least at that time, based on, you know, what I knew and what I worked out, uh, I was, that was what I felt called to do. And what did you enjoy the most about your time um, when you were a priest? Um, people. Um, I just, the interactions, the give and take, I think that they probably taught me as much about life and working through things that need to be worked through 
No, let me correct it. They probably taught me more about life and things they have to work through than I wound up teaching them. I think if there's one thing when I think about looking back at those years, number one, I enjoyed them. Number two, I have a lot of nice memories about it. I still send wedding anniversary cards to the couples who I officiated at their weddings way, way back when. That has turned out to be an interesting little thing as the years have gone along. Um, I've kept in touch with a number of people. And I live now in a town where um, I used to serve as a priest way back in the 1970s. Um, it is a chore around here for me to go to the local grocery store because a lot of old people will run into me. And what might be a 10 minute trip to get bread and milk will turn out into a 45 minute trip where we stand outside and yak, 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 yak. My, I don't know, my past has preceded me where I live here. And so how did um, that transition evolve from you being a priest to maybe exploring another career option? Can you tell me more about that? Sure. Um, at the same time, I was finishing up my time at the third church I was at. It was a very large church in Garfield Heights, the Cleveland suburb. And it was time to look for something else. Um, I was trying to figure, trying to discern, I guess, you know, where do I go from here? And one of the things, one of the things I looked at was, um, especially in this last church, what did I enjoy? Um, I thought that that might give me a hint of where I go from here. And being in a big church, there was probably more administrative things in this church than there was in the other two churches I was at. Um, there was a lot of financial things. There was a good number of accounting things. Um, the staff there was very, very good. And in many ways, this wasn't a church that the decisions were simply made by the clergy in charge, but the staff had a good deal of input and there was a lot of give and take. And the same thing, they taught me probably more than what I taught them. But yet I really liked the process. And it kind of said, well, let's take a look at accounting. Um, I thought that maybe in one way or another, this may be the next step for me. Where am I going to go from here? I didn't feel forced to do it. Um, and then as I left, a former parishioner from that church hired me to do customer service for his customy, for his company that set up and tore down displays at trade shows. And I worked there for a number of years and there's, there was a good deal of customer service, but there was also a good deal of accounting, um, a lot of invoice sorting out, a lot of projecting costs both for the customers I dealt with and for the company above me. Um, and I felt very, very, very comfortable, I guess would be the best way I could say it, um, doing that kind of thing. And it was then that I started going back to school. Uh, 1989, I started at Cleveland State going evenings and weekends just to take the accounting courses. I didn't really need to do anything else. Um, at that time, to sit for the CPA exam, a uh, candidate needed a bachelor's degree and the required number of accounting courses. And the accountancy board accepted my bachelor's degree from the seminary, which I was a little surprised and a little grateful for. So all I needed was the accounting classes. And I went from evenings and weekends, took me four years to get to the point that I um, got the exam. 
And so what was that like for you making the trans transition from being a priest to then an entirely different career? Was that something that happened gradually or did you kind of always think, you know, in the back of your mind that you would do um, other things than uh, be a priest? No, it was gradual. Uh, it had somebody told me back then that this would have happened and that I would be, um, you know, where I am today. Back then, I would have said, no, I don't think that's going to happen. It's something that came gradually. But what I came to realize is that as I started working a customer service job and started taking the, um, the courses, there was more similarities in the kind of work and the kind of way I dealt with people um, inside being a priest than, it, than very similar to what I'd have to deal with outside being a priest also. You got to be nice to people. You got to listen to them. You got to be concerned about them. You got to do your best to answer their questions. You got to try to win one way or another, uh, see that everybody moves along to do whatever it is that they need to do. That surprised me. Um, most priests who resign their church job that I'm aware of wind up in counseling or psychology or social service. I never had any inkling to do that. And I kind of never thought that there'd be a good element of all of that stuff in accounting also. It, um, that, that, that was a gradual thing that in a nice way caught a nerve with me as I was going about doing what I was doing. Um, I found at Cleveland State, the studies were not all that difficult. I was so surprised at that. The um, seminary had taught me to study pretty well, knew what to study, what to pay attention to, what to let go of. And I could, it took me a course or two to get used to that again, but I could translate that pretty well into um, uh, the accounting studies. When I came to the CPA exam, I remember I um, some parts of it I felt pretty secure about. Um, one part of it, the business law part of it, I was a little edgy about. Um, probably I was still, I, was, <laughs> I, I, I had to, in a sense, use my religion at that time because I remember when it came to the business law section, I went back to praying, you know, Lord, um, please see that they only ask questions that I know the answers to. Um, I could have um, really done very well in business law and I could have really done very poorly, but I did well enough to pass that part of the exam at that time. Um, I was just very, it's almost like I worked one thing at a time and worked through what I needed to work through and little by little, everything added up, um, you know, the way I hoped it would. And that was something else I was curious about, Bob, you've mentioned um, how working with people has um, also kind of uh, been a similarity in accounting um, along with your time as a priest. Was there any culture shock for you when compared to the time that you spent as a priest to then becoming an accountant? No, and I was surprised at that. I think I would have expected that, but then if I come to realize, you know, the way I have to treat people is pretty much the same way. Um, it, it, that was one of the easier transfers that I had to make. 
um, in dealing with people. I probably had been brought up with it when I was a kid. I had a plane dealer out here in Cleveland for many, many years before I went to the seminary. And this was back at a time that you had to go collect money week by week by week from all the customers. And I guess I probably really learned that way back when, when I was a little kid. And that little by little has carried me through, um, you know, a lot of my life. What year did you get your CPA? Uh, I was passed the test in 92. I still needed the experience requirement. I wound up working for a Lutheran Church Social Service Agency from 93 to 97 um, as their controller. And then I had the experience requirement. And in 97, I got my CPA certificate. And after getting uh, your CPA, what did your career like that? look like then? After the church work, I had done two stints at the IX Center, one before the church work and one after the church work. And the second time, um, I wound up a long time at the IX Center. I stayed all the way till 2016. I did payroll, I did accounting. For a number of years, I was a human resources manager. I was probably the only, only CPA I know of was the human resources manager as well as doing accounting stuff. The IX Center had a um, complicated union contract, and they wanted somebody involved in the negotiations and just uh, uh, one way or another dealing with a union contract who knew a lot about accounting. And it, it was a position, even the human resources manager, it was a position that surprised me with the amount of accounting that needed to be done. I, and I'll put it in quotation marks, I, require, I retired in 2016 from the IX Center. I was out of work from Wednesday one week till Monday the next week. I was out of work five days. And then um, one of my mentors uh, works for a CPA firm out in Illyria. This was in February. He called me, hey, Bob, you want to come out to work tax season? And I did that. Um, started in 2016 and I'll probably start working for them in the next week or two for tax season number seven. I have been there ever since then doing tax season. Um, most years it has just been February to April 15th. Uh, last year it was February till October 15th. I became one of the beneficiaries last year of the, the great resignation made of a small firm they had a couple of people left and they were grateful to keep me around and keep me around and keep me around and i really liked it there i felt safe and secure there and they have taught me enough tax work um they probably again the first couple of years taught me more than i helped them out but um now it's got to the point that i think i can do my job over there pretty well and um that year they really kept me around a long time what's it going to be like this year um your guess is as good as mine. I guess I'll have to stay tuned and see what happens. And Bob, you mentioned mentors. I'm curious what uh, people during your um, time as a CPA have, you know, kind of made the most impression on you. Oh, I was a teacher at Cleveland State. Um, it was my business law teacher. Um, it was a fellow who named Armin Grunberger. Grunberger, um, before he died, would occasionally do um, continuing education things for the Ohio Society of CPAs. 
uh, he was my business law teacher. We became good friends over the years. I did some side text work for him uh, evenings and weekends for a number of years. Uh, he was both an accountant and a lawyer. Um, I was kind of grateful he didn't try to push me into law. I really had no interest or inkling to do that. But he did push me into accounting. And he said, you've got a good set of skills that will fit and fit quite well as a CPA. And um, I, I was very grateful for the support um, through those years of school and the years that I was helping him out. The second one is a fella in Illyria who... Um, one of the early, when I was working at the um, Lutheran Church Social Service Agency, the, uh, his, he was working for a different firm at that time. The firm did the audit there, a fellow named Frank Kremhaski. Uh, Frank and I got to be good friends and we still are. Um, and he, as I have worked through my career things and had to sort out what I needed to sort out when I need to um, bounce something off of somebody, Frank is quite, quite ready, willing, and able to kind of work through the, whatever it is that I need to work through. Um, I'm not sure, no, let me correct that. I wouldn't be where I am without the support of these two guys over the years. And how would you say your time as a priest, I know we talked a lot about the people component, but how would you say your time as a priest has kind of like impacted your career as an accountant and CPA? I had to learn over and over again in both and really all the places that I have worked. That it is very important to listen um, in one respect. Um, I feel as a CPA that people are coming to me for guidance and people are coming to me for in one way or another some help. But unless I really listen to them and know what kind of help they need, I don't really have much of a chance of really being able to help them. I think the listening part of it, you know, has been very important. I think the second thing that has become important in both of these is the um, as a priest, I learned that I had to deal with deadlines. I mean, I had to have a sermon prepared every Sunday, you know, whether I liked it or not, I had to have that ready on Sunday. I think over the years that I was a priest, going back over to 14 years, I'll be honest with you, there was one and only one Sunday that I was talking off the top of my head, you know, when it came time to preach. The other times I always, I always had something sorted out, an outline, a text, um, a whatever, but I was, you know, always had taken, you know, a good, at least a minimum of an hour and a lot of times more than that to be able to, you know, to be able to be ready on Sunday. Um, with the deadlines that an accountant is required to have, and probably the other deadlines that in a sense have become important because of the needs for the work. Um, that deadline issue forced me to plan my time and really became another important thing that I could transfer over, you know, from one way of life to another. And what would you say you've enjoyed the most about your career in the accounting profession? Oh, okay. Um, two things. I think number one, the people I've worked with, um, some of my, a large number of my best friends are either left over from the years I worked at the IX Center or the people I work with out in Illyria. Um, I don't think um, a lot of the other people that I've known over the years, um, in one way or another, I came to realize 
Um, it's they went on in their lives one way, and I went on in my life another way. Um, it, that seemed to pass as the years have gone along. But I think um, I think the friends I've really come to appreciate. I think the second thing, the second thing that I have really liked about the two places I've worked is I very I felt safe there. I didn't think that the um, let's say the people above me were, um, they were supportive to me. They weren't out to get me. They weren't out to give me a hard time. They respected what I did. They were appreciative of it. Um, and, and in that respect, you know, they, their actions and the way they treated me was something that I was uh, very, very grateful for. I have seen and heard enough places that that doesn't always happen. But um, I guess I have been grateful that that hasn't happened to me in the years I've worked accounting. And Bob, if someone is listening right now, and you know they might not be a priest, but they or maybe they have a different career, and they're thinking about switching over to the accounting profession, what advice would you offer them? Number one, um, think about whatever your present position is what kind of skills you have that might be able to be translated into accounting. If you're a good detail person, that would help. If you're a good person at deadlines, that would help. If you're a good person at shuffling a million things to do and somehow finding the time to get them all done, that would help. You know, look for those kind of skills. It's very possible that, um, you know, those can be translated into accounting uh, easier than you might think. I think number two, be patient about the educational uh, situation. I realize these days there are more educational requirements to sit for the exam than there was when, um, when I was there. But, um, you know, with those educational requirements, um, if you take them one course at a time, one day at a time, little by little, they can get done. I think becoming a CPA is not something you can do in a week or two, but it is something you can do if you take it one step at a time. And I think thirdly, um, having support of whatever family you have is very, very important. Um, I remember when I was taking my courses at Cleveland State, my parents paid for the books. Um, I paid for the tuition, but they paid for the books and that helped and it was their way of showing support for me. I have tried as a CPA to pay that forward as I have gone along. Um, I am I, I sit on the um, uh, scholarship selection committee for the um, scholarships that are given out, you know, by the society, and I have found that to be a very, very interesting kind of um, uh, thing. Reading over everybody's um, every, everybody's scholarship applications and you know sorting them out. Um, we're in the process of, I'm in the process of doing that right now because we're kind of working that out now. Um, and that's probably one way that I have tried to, I have tried to pay it forward. Um, the other thing with the family, I remember when I was at school, uh, my wife was working on a master's degree at that time at Cleveland State. And her two undergraduates were, uh, or her two kids were both undergraduates at Cleveland State that time. All four of us were there at the same time. Um, the parking pass got traded back and forth between you know different people, whoever was, whoever could get free parking with the parking pass. There's a little place called Rascal House right off the Cleveland State campus. If um, 
we did our best to keep them in business during the years that we were there because there was some, um, it, it was a good meeting place for all of us. Um, it kind of in one way or another, because we were all working and we were all going to school, gave us a kind of a contact place to, you know, in one way or another get together. That's why having family to me was very, very important. But I, um, I, I guess I would say that. And I guess one other thing that occurs to me here is if you, have some accounting person as a mentor uh, who can just not so much provide guidance, but provide a way to vent, a way to talk, a way to sort out what needs to be sorted out. A mentor uh, would be very, very important. I was thinking to myself in these days of the, the great resignation. I mean, I have a sense that there are some people going out of accounting because of the great resignation, but I can't help but think that there's a chunk of people that might be interested in coming into accounting, you know, because of the great resignation also. And um, this may be a time that all of this might be, might be pertinent. I have been really surprised at times of the benefit for other people of what I have done. There's probably some that I don't know of, but one that I'm aware of. I mentioned something to you about how I had sent um, wedding anniversary cards to the couples whose weddings that I had done over the years. When I passed the CPA exam in 1992, there was a woman who I had officiated at her wedding way back when in, um, oh, I, sometime in the 70s. Um, they had been, she, she and her husband had been married a number of years and we had kept in touch. I sent anniversary cards and um, I have had some times that I got together with them. One time I attended one of their daughter's weddings with my wife a number of years later. Um, she was an accountant. And when she saw that I had passed the CPA exam, it motivated her to get to work on it. And she went back and a couple of years later passed the CPA exam. Um, Jean is this woman's first name. I don't think that Jean would have passed the CPA. That's what she said to me. She wouldn't have even attempted it. Um, she figured, well, if Bob can do it, I guess I can do it also. But I never, that wasn't on my mind and it wasn't something I intended to do, but it was something, you know, that worked out that way. Thank you to Bob for taking the time to talk more about what it was like to start a second career as a CPA after being a priest. Is accounting your first or second career? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. And don't forget to follow us wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks for listening.